Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This shall be the podcast you shall listen to. Right. Hello, I am Kay Kurd. I'm Marcus Bronzy. Uh, this is Ain't Got A Clue. This is the show where we find out the answer for one quiz question and all you have to do, we have to do, is remember exactly what the answer is. So what is today's question, Kay? So who was the first man, or, you know, woman, uh, to run a four-minute mile? Well, you there you go. Well, you've now made me think it's a man's name because of that little trick there, Kay. Well, I mean, in, in this society, we have to make sure that, you know... Yeah, we, we preface it with you know because it's it's not necessarily men that always do it first, although history sort of. Well, when it comes to when it comes to sports and stuff, obviously, I have no I have no idea. I ain't got a clue, case. You can tell me. Clue. Well, the answer is Roger Bannister. Mm. Roger Bannister. Have you heard this before? No, but it does sound like a porn name though. Roger Bannister. I don't know why. I feel like it's a, it sounds like a very sounds like a sexy name. Hi, what's your name? My name's Bannister. Roger Bannister. He's he's um but what is a Bannister? Oh, Bannister's more goes like down a, the stairs, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I was, for a second, I was going to try and do like a barrister-related pun, and then I remembered, yeah, Bannister is just like, what a weird name, isn't it? Bannister. Your well, name is like... You used to be named after what you did. So maybe his very family true. made Bannisters. Like, you know, um, in Irish names, you know the O? Yeah. You know, it's like, O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah. It means descendant of There we Riley. go. There we go. So like, or He's O'Connor of the Rileys of the Connors isn't it he's, he's, he's a descendant of Connor yeah that, and do you know what fucking hell I think we we've just worked out what the apostrophe is go on it used to be an F of, yeah, of oh. Connor so now then they take out the F and it's O'Connor yeah oh my gosh like Monarch of the Glen do you know what I mean they just thought when they say that yeah, Monarch yeah, of Glen O'Glen yeah, yeah. Monarch O'Glen. There you go. Jesus. Look at us. Look at what we have created. So Roger Bannister, one of the sexiest names in sports. Roger that I Bannister. Really heard much about, yeah. He um he I I mean I I I got the inspiration for this from uh, a TV show yeah. that I was watching and they spoke about it. So I thought, you know what, I'll do it on here. Um Can you say what the TV show is? Can we share that with you? I audience? mean, we're not getting paid. <laughs> um so <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it was um the um Winning time, the rise of the Lakers franchise on um, Sky Atlantic. So it's a great show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was Roger Bannister. Um, he, he was the first man to run a four-minute mile. But Marcus, before that, do you enjoy running? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Kat. I've done plenty of running and I will do plenty more running. It's not my most fun pastime. However, 
I will say I do use it to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. So I enjoy that bit of the running, but the running itself, I, 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 it's not a pleasurable experience it's, for it's me. It's fucking hard, isn't it? It's hard work. It's so hard. It's like hard I, I, I got into running in the last few years, and it, like one of my one of my greatest um, no one of my like greatest regrets, yeah, is that someone came to see me on tour, and they were like, "You got me into running during lockdown," and I never felt so ashamed. <laughs> I never felt so disgusted <laughs> in myself Why was that? for inspiring someone to run. I did a YouTube video giving people tips on how to run. And okay. I was like, afterwards, I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> right? Because it is so bloody hard. The worst part of it is, yeah. Do you ever think to yourself, right? You get on a run, right? You're like, what was, what was the first distance where you were like, I'm really proud I've run that distance? It's when I first did a 5K without stopping. Okay, I don't know what cool, I don't know cool. it's a, it's a thing, yeah, isn't it? 5K is the one, that's like couch to 5K. Yeah, yeah, let's do a 5K, yeah. 5K. Sounds cool. Remember yeah. the beginning of lockdown when people were like putting up like random times and it was like world record beating time. Yeah, <laughs> when people, people were, were lying like, yeah, I tried 5K in, in seven minutes actually. <laughs> it's like, bruv, you know, that's like world record breaking and shit. It's, it's like they'd record the video and they'd be like, just ran uh, just ran 5k in five minutes yeah. like, bruv, if that was anyone else they'd be like <sighs> yeah <sighs> like it's just ridiculous yeah. like that's why when i when i was um putting up my runs i weren't putting the time because i was like look just go out there and do it um because it, like it, it's not it's not the time isn't really that important when it's about getting it done in it but what i find is so you first time you did 5k mm. really proud of yourself right mate i was hearing the rocky music in the background when i was coming up to hearing that 5k cheers uh, i was hearing choir. the crowd was going choir was going mad at i the believe yeah. i even like, looked at my clock yeah i looked at my watch and i even did like 10 more meters just to feel a bit good for yeah myself. and i like, went yeah yes. absolutely and you know what you thought to yourself from this point on now it's just going to get easier isn't it <laughs> it's just going to get yes I did 5k what I'm going to go for 10 tomorrow yes I did what 5k is nothing this is just going to be a piece of piss and it never gets easier <laughs> it gets harder and harder and harder because now like, what was the time that you done it in the first time round oh I can't remember exactly. man it, was, it wasn't it? nothing cares? exciting but yeah. you think to yourself let me try and beat it and like you feel good you're doing a run and you look, look at it and you're like I'm two minutes slower what the fuck has happened? I noticed that, yeah, as I was as I did more 5Ks, I definitely wasn't consistently hitting <laughs> hitting a time and I was getting depressed about it. But I, I also realized one thing when I was running, I, I saw other runners out. And you know, like when there's like a shared community, like it's when like when you see cyclists, yeah, not yeah. cyclists, motorcyclists, not at motorcyclists. Oh, black guys, not at black guys. You in know a different how it is, area. It? It's going to yes. When you're on holiday, especially. You get me? Yeah. The further away you are from black people, it's probably like, what's going on, my brother? You cool, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah it's cool. But um, I did notice one thing Kate everyone running absolutely everyone that ran I looked at their faces and I'm yet to see somebody smiling and enjoying a run like no, whilst no one they're partaking in it, in it the looks of gr the grimaces so Mark, why do we do it to ourselves because you know what everybody always gets injured running yeah. and all of that sort of stuff like yeah. it's just ridiculous bruv I, don't, I, don't, I think it's I think because running it makes you feel good in the moment you feel like you're doing something when you're lifting weights you're doing a few little weights and then you have a little rest do some weights have a little rest but it doesn't it doesn't look like you're doing as much if you're doing hit training it looks like you're doing stuff if you're running you're moving around you're sweating instantly your chest is on fire it feels like you as a person are doing something here in the now in the to now. change your fitness bruv you know it's it's absolutely wild bruv but you know what like 
we've got to be proud of ourselves these little achievements yes. right so i've never run a four minute mile i've never i've done <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. sorry, I was just thinking of the attempt. Uh, like, yeah, where, never, at what point would I just happening. go, fuck it? Ain't yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a great achievement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, but I think what we, what we've gleaned from this little conversation here is a lot about, a lot of it is about your mind, right? PMA, okay, positive, positive mental, mental attitude, a hundred percent. It is in your mind you can push yourself to go that little bit further, and that can be the difference between you breaking your own time or not like if you keep your mind on track that's when you can really achieve some things but it takes a lot of mental power though it does yeah 100 yeah, um and let's not make this one of those inspirational youtube or tiktok videos right like let's not go you know basically guys overcoming yeah. your body yes i'm not gonna go full david goggins on you like you know like fucking you better get out and there's different every day you know, okay, there, are, there are different types and there's different types of motivation there's like the calm one like did you know that if you start your day by writing a list that's shorter than five things and just focus on completing those, you'll get more done in a week than you would if you didn't. It's the calm ones, and then there's like the super hype ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like every every, every video that you see is literally a guy. First of all, it's black and white. Yeah, it, it has, has to be, to be, black, has and to be black and white. Somebody in front of a podcast mic. Yeah. Like, you, and then they'll, they'll, they'll ask you like a random question like, do you know why I go to the corner store? Every day at like four in the morning. And everyone's like, no, what, why'd you do that? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That is the first time they unload the newspapers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and you're like, you're you're like, like well, what? okay, well, what's this? Yeah. And then be like, I got to be the first person that knows what's going on in the world. And if I'm the first person that knows, I can, I can prepare myself for what challenges may come on that day. I have a head start on everybody else. And if you have a head start mentally on everybody else, there is no limit to what your mind can achieve. Bang on, K. There we go. And then I think K's hit, K's hit the guy who's kind of 
intellectual and takes a random piece of shit information yeah, yeah. and it makes it but then there's one other type K you know why I, you know why I wipe my ass when I sit down there you go that's it that's it, that's it. and it always looks like, what? What? what the fuck <laughs> so, do you know why I put vinegar under the fries before I put them on top yeah it's just, like, what? and then they somehow bring it together and you, at the end of it you go I think that makes sense but then there's the other type K there's the fucking super hype one you know the one that's like get up get up yeah, that's like, get up you you don't get from life by just sitting on your ass. You need to get up and do it. Walk you with no it. legs. If you got no legs, you gotta walk and just do it anyway. You gotta grow them again. You gotta grow the legs. You got no head. Grow one back. You're dead. Come back to life. That's how I live my day. That's how and I live my you day. <laughs> you know just, I'm like, bro, chill yeah, out, chill dude. Out, man. Yeah. I just, I just, like, I just want to fucking have breakfast. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but right. I think this this story of Roger Bannister can teach us a lot. So let me set the scene, bruv. It's May sixth. 1954 in Oxford. Everything's black and white, right? Because obviously it's pre-color. I'm going to interrupt you there, Kay, because I feel like, can we embellish this with a little bit of uh, a British accent from 1954? How, how let, me, let me set the scene. It's May 6th, 1954 in Oxford. Everything is black and white. This is pre-Michael Jordan, pre-Manchester United winning a European trophy. East End is in Coronation Street. Aren't even a thing yet. Uh, everyone running... Uh, sorry. <laughs> the four minute mile is trying to be attempted at this point everybody thinks running four minutes <laughs> sorry at this point everybody thinks running under four minutes is uh, impossible absolutely impossible uh, so anyway we're in Oxford a 25 year old medical student he's not an Olympic athlete by the way not an Olympic athlete the guy wasn't some superhuman just a normal medical student he wasn't looking to win medals he just wanted to treat patients Anyway, he was running for uh, the Amateur Athletic Association against his former uni, which was, of course, Oxford, Oxford University. And Oxford University. I feel like, Kay, there is a bit of a, a bit of a, a punch in the face for all athletes in the world at this time. Yep, oh, bro. somebody's... This is the equivalent of me at the, in 20, 2022 stepping into the ring, never having a boxing uh, match and beating up... Tyson Fury in a round. That's yeah, pretty I mean, much what That would be that, wild. That, that would absolutely be wild. Amateur to the sport has come and just and taken the number I, one can spot. I, can I just say, though, if that did happen, I would be on YouTube videos and stuff saying I always believed in him. <laughs> I always thought Marcus had a chance. The thing was, the thing is, I'm very close to Marcus, right? <laughs> and I've noticed, man, there's a determination in that man. And when he said, I'm going to fight Tyson Fury... I thought to myself, this is the only man that can do it. Um, I mean, Marcus has never boxed. He'd never boxed. He got into the, he did two months of training camp. And in that two months, what I saw him do in the dedication, I saw him put in, I thought, you know what, this man is a, is and, a champion. And I thought I would encourage him at the time by laughing in his face when he said he was going to take on the challenge. <laughs> and I thought the more I laugh at him, the more it will spur him on. <laughs> and I gave him encouraging messages with like, you'll never do it. Like, stop Don't, it, you can't. You're going to die, please. <laughs> uh, so this guy literally stepped into athletics and yeah, I mean, he took run, the number he, one like, spot. It was, it was like an amateur runner, in it? The amateur Athletics Association. Yeah. So yeah, he completed the, the one mile race in three minutes, 59.4 seconds. Now there's something important to note here. So many athletes before Roger Bannister had tried to run a mile in less than four minutes and the world record at the time was four minutes, 1.3 seconds, which was held by Gunda Hag of Sweden. Good big up Gunda. Yeah. Uh, so what you have to remember at this time, everyone thought it was physically impossible to run a mile less than four minutes. It was like psychological. So it goes back to what we were saying earlier, yeah. right? It was mind over matter kind of thing. Everybody just thought, you know what? Like, it's not, it's not going to happen, bro. Yeah. How yeah. is man running a mile 
yeah. in less than four minutes. It's just not possible, man. Impossible. It's impossible. impossible. Right? So throughout the early fifties, there was lots of people that tried to get into that three minute zone, but they weren't successful until our man Roger Bannister came along. Until this skinny lad, twenty five years old, who was born in Harrow, Northwest in, London, um, <laughs> In 1929, who was born in Harrow, he was 25 at a time of breaking the record, right? Skinny dude mm -hmm. that studied he, that studied medicine, right? He was a runner while at Oxford Uni and St. Mary's Hospital Medical School. And he won a British Championships in a mile run in 51 and 53, right? Yes. But something changed in 54, right? Okay. He was preparing himself for the first competitive race of 1954. And Bannister was making changes now. He was like, you know what? I've researched the mechanics of running. The mechanics of running. Yeah, so you know, when people don't understand what biomechanics is, it's how you, like, you know, it's actually evaluating how your body moves when you run and finding out the most effective way of running and stuff. But yeah. people weren't doing this at this time. And he was developing his own new scientific methods in order to, like, maximize his speed. He did his research. Yeah, exactly, right? He was trying to, like... He was trying to find any advantage. You know, sport people, they're sports scientists now that do that. Do that. That's why a lot of sports are getting boring now because it's just like, we've worked out if you're, uh, you know, like <laughs> we've worked out that that team get really tired in the 67th minute of every game. So if you run into this particular corner at 67 minutes, you will get goals. Anyways, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so he developed it. So on the 6th of May, he arrived at Ifley Road Track in Oxford for the annual race between the Amateur Athletic Association and Oxford University. Now, apparently, it was terrible conditions for running. Horrible conditions. Windy, yeah. rainy. You ever you ever run in a wind and rain? Oh, it's horrible. Like that, terrible. You know what it is? That wind that slaps you in your face that's pushing and you And the back. rain. And the rain is hitting your the face as well. Sideways rain. I don't Ooh. mind a bit of cold. That's nice. But dry. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's nice, crisp. crisp. There, oh, yes. see, see, we, we, there's that telepathy. Yeah. Um, and it was, apparently, this is a quote I found, there was a considerable crosswind blowing across the track as the mile race was set to begin. And the race started at 6pm, bit late for a, for a 6 you know I mean, 6pm is a bit late. It's, a, it's an evening run, that, yeah, isn't it? 6pm, yeah. Um, so there was two other runners that were helping him out. There was like a pacemaker and there was another runner. Now, the other runner was leading the race for most of it until there was 350 yards to go. Okay. Um, and there was an um, unofficial timekeeper who around the 1500 meter mark um, worked out that he'd run it in about 3 minutes 43 seconds, breaking the world record at that point, right, for that distance. So... He was going fast, right? Mm. So now, after like after this, Bannister was giving it his all. He was going for it, right? The crowd's going absolutely wild, right? He's going through the home straight, right? Everyone's cheering him on. There's crazy scenes. And then he, he, he's, 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 he's come past the, the finish line. Everyone's cheering and whatever. But then, crazy scenes break out, right? When they're like, Roger, Roger Bannister, Bannister coming, coming in. Three minutes now. Pandemonium! Everyone's going wild. Jesus Christ! Everyone's kissing each other and like going crazy. Fifty-nine point four seconds. This man has made history in this shitty track in Oxford. Right? He's made history, and he's just some skinny dude. That even his trainers look dead. Go watch the pictures. Right? <laughs> go go find the pictures in the video footage. Right? His trainers are dead. But you know what? It don't matter because he had made history. So it just goes to show you, man, right? Like, what is possible? Now, funny thing is, the record didn't stand, like, long. Really? What? So you mean that record had been there for, for 
ever basically yeah no one and then someone broke it in like two months later goes to show you someone man. someone ran it in under four minutes in like 47 days later or something like that as well wow. it's like once somebody had done it everyone was like raw everyone's looking at him like but you know because he was the first to do it but it just goes to show you how psychological it is because people were looking at that right can you imagine you're looking at a newspaper what this skinny guy yeah i could do it he's not even a run imagine all the professional runners yeah. around the world get their telegraph it comes yeah. here, I yeah, could do it. and they're like hang on this is our job and some guy that doesn't doesn't know anything about exactly it. that's it we're doing exactly it now. you're doing, we're it. doing it yeah um and uh just you know what uh, just just as an aside a similar sporting achievement happened in the world of bodybuilding where no one could squat 700 pounds right until steroids terry, terry <laughs> Until steroids, until steroids came available. No, well, I mean, I think they were all still pretty much on roids at the time, but they were on like very primitive roids. Yeah, um, yeah. that's a primitive roid. Uh, I I don't know. They were probably just injecting a piece of muscle, someone else's muscle into their arm. Yeah, but Terry Terry Todd, which sounds like a very fake name, Terry Todd, he did it, and then other people started training harder, and they were doing it. Like they were just like, oh, what you can do this? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about in his book, apparently, there was another sort of weight that people didn't imagine you can do and then he did it and or somebody else did it and everybody started doing it. I did it's, it. Just, it's literally, do you know what it is? I, I just think like once you realise, oh wow, that's like, a man did that. Mm. You're like, I can do that if you're in mm. the same field anyway. Yeah. But anyway. Or uh, even if you're not, we found out, isn't yeah, it? Even yeah, if you're yeah, not, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could just be a mad r- medical student. But, Thing is with Bannister, he went on to win British and Empire Championships in a mile run because back then there was the Empire Championships were a thing. Mm-hmm. I think they turned into the Commonwealth Games. Yes, later I on. believe they did. Yes, <laughs> and then the European title in the fifteen hundred uh, meter event in nineteen fifty four. And at the end of the year, in end of nineteen fifty four, remember at the start of the year, he's just broken a record and he's just run. Yeah, he's just broke broke the four minute mile. Bannister retired from athletic competition to do what do you reckon Mar- Marcus what to go traveling to you know to 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 I don't know like a new career in sports science no he went to pursue his medical career full-time and in 1955 he recounted his experiences in the book the four-minute mile he later no earned a medical degree from Oxford and then became a neurologist and in 1975 he was knighted by the, um, the Queen our Queen Elizabeth II and he died in March 2018 at the age of 88 what have we done with our lives hey <laughs> what have we done imagine that by 25 you're just like completed it i've 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 broken a four minute mile yeah i'm just gonna go med school now i'm yeah. just gonna finish med school i'm gonna be a doctor i'm gonna i'm gonna take something seriously now yeah, yeah. you know that was my hobby yeah but i'm gonna take something seriously like, now, imagine yeah. your hobby you were the best in the you are in record books you made history with your hobby and now you're like yeah no i'm just gonna go back to work <laughs> It's insane. It was like the post-fight interview, like, so, so Roger Bannister, you, you have completed, completed the four-minute post-fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you, what what are your next, next prospects? prospects? What would you, would like, you like to beat next? next? I believe I, I should just uh, complete my degree, and um, I'm hoping to get a placement in the neurology department at King's College. Fantastic. Could you imagine? That's absolutely fantastic. It is wild, but there you go, man. An episode with the moral behind it as well. So remember, man, a lot of it is psychological, man. Don't, don't let, don't you, don't don't let your mind give up on you, boy. Yeah. And remember, like Kay said, go to the corner store in the morning and get that at paper. 4 a.m. Yeah. At 4 a.m. At 4 get, get your Daily Star. Yeah. <laughs> get to page three at four before anyone else so you have your mind 
Is that is Patreon even still a thing? No, thank God. Good, good. Uh, right. Who was the first man to uh, run a four-minute mile, Marcus? Roger Bannister. Okay. Absolutely. So that is it for this episode of Ain't Got a Clue. Remember, guys, uh, we have episodes on our Patreon. We've oh, got yes. um, we've got an episode dropping every week, mm-hmm. and uh, you get these ones as well early and ad free so mm. make sure you sign up there's a lots of great stuff on there mm. follow us on social media i am k-a-e-k-u-r-d marcus is m-a-r-c-u-s-b-r-o-n-z-y and he's on twitch as well oh yes i am he's i a am a big twitcher i'm a, <laughs> I'm a big twitcher he's a big twitcher <laughs> that's twitcher. that's what helps him um you know um with his activity goals <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, this podcast was created by Marcus Bronzy and Kay Kurt. It was produced by Marcus Bronzy and Matt Farding. And it was listened to you in in your ear right now. In your uh, ear ears on, right on, now. On the bus. On the bus, on, on the, the train. train. Are you on the toilet? That's Marcus's thing, bruv. Yeah, yeah. If, if you are, make sure you get fold the toilet paper. Yeah? You get twice as much out of it. Yeah. Well, you could just take twice as many sheets, but, you know. Pull and fall. but we won't get into it because Kay said I'm not allowed to talk about that stuff bye <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Don't forget, if you want your questions answered in our Clueless Questions episodes, send in your questions to Ain't Got A Clue podcast at gmail.com.